0: Well, there it is, everybody. The 2020 regular season has come and gone. I don't think either of us expected this season to reach its conclusion. If you've been listening to us since the beginning of the season, you know that each of us had quite bold predictions about when the season would be shut down. So congratulations, Major League Baseball, for making it through those initial scary situations. Congratulations to the players in the league, along with the coaches and the staff, for following the protocols, for sacrificing living with their families, staying safe, and keeping the season alive. The Jays aren't the only team, but congratulations to them for having no COVID-positive players once the season started. The Toronto Blue Jays weren't supposed to be a playoff team, yet here they are. Sure, the playoffs were expanded, but the playoffs were expanded for everyone. The playoffs expanded for Mike Trout and the Angels, and they didn't get it done. They expanded for J.D. Martinez and Xander Bogarts and Rafael Devers, but where the fuck are they? The Toronto Blue Jays were carried this year by guys in the bullpen you'd never heard of by kids who are knocking down the doors of the league with their bats, by an ace of a staff who came to a new team in a harder division with smaller ballparks and earned his big contract and then some, and by a front office that went out and got what the team needed to cross the finish line and maybe beyond. And guess what? They did it without a home. The Canadian government, rightfully so, said, "Uh uh-uh, no way, this is not safe. Sorry, but find somewhere else to play your game where you hit balls with sticks while 200,000 people die in the United States. The Blue Jays did it in a season on the road. Yes, they made Buffalo look sort of like home, but it would never be home for the Blue Jays. It's not where they have their apartments. It's not where they have a legion of fans from an entire country, 30 million strong. It's not their ballpark with their dimensions and their air pressure and their batting eye with their clubhouse. Everything was different, but they overcame it. They are a frustrating team to watch at times. They are an electric team to watch at times. No matter what, though, it feels like our family our kids going out there and growing up on the field because it's a core that are born in the majors as Blue Jays. And they have declared that they are ready to go out and fight. And you know what? You know who out there aren't happy right now? The residents of the Tampa Bay area and that front office and that whole roster because the pressure is on them. And we have outscored them in runs this season. We have played them tough this season. And we didn't play them at full strength this season. So let's go to the trop and kick some fucking ass tomorrow. And no matter the outcome, be proud of your Toronto Blue Jays and get ready for the next Dynasty of Major League
1: Baseball.
0: All right, everybody. It's uh, it's Monday, September 28th, 2020. Uh, this is Underdogs. My name is Jacob Eamon. This is David Patrick Fleming. David, how are you this morning?
1: Good, man. Good. Good to be back on the mics. Good to be have the regular season done with, get that Baltimore series done with. Let's get down to what matters. Yeah. How 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 was your weekend? I know you were working a lot. Oh, just working every night. Haven't watched much baseball. Watched a bit of the game yesterday. Um, was following on the box score and whatnot, but uh, haven't haven't been mind hasn't been around baseball for the last few days. So I'm happy to to get back and get focused.
0: Yeah, and you you're taking the week off, right? You're taking or at least the.
1: Taking the first series off, and so then I don't know what'll happen after that. That's not me saying that I only think that they're going to go this series. That's just me taking it one step at a time.
0: Yeah. Well, who knows what'll be happening in in, <laughs> in uh, Toronto and Ontario by this time? Is it? I guess people at your at your restaurant probably weren't staying past eleven to begin with, or, or having much of a of an effect by this new uh, shorter
1: or earlier last call. Uh, I mean, at times they were, but this is like the perfect rule for a restaurant like mine. It's really not a good rule for bars. Like if you make a lot of your money in these late last calls or whatever, you get a lot of extra tips. I've worked in places like that, but this is a place where you're mostly done at 10, but then you'll have sometimes stragglers who will keep you there till like midnight, 1230. But now it's like, no, can't do that. You got to get out.
0: Yeah, right. Well, that's good. So the regular season is over. The Blue Jays have finished what they started and they're in a position that no one expected the 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 predictions no one had them making the playoffs they had like what a t- less than a 20 percent chance by by fan graphs and all of those people who make up those stats that somehow decide whether people are going to make it or not and they were all wrong all wrong um <clears throat> one of the things that i that i saw yesterday on twitter and then they were talking about it in the broadcast it shocked me it was that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. played in every game this season. And I thought it was a
1: mistake. Can you believe that Vladdy played in every game this season? That's blowing my mind right now. He played in every game this every season. Game. I mean, I guess he would pinch hit in every game that he wasn't starting. That that doesn't seem right. I know. I, could, I thought it was a mistake. He's going to sure. be one of very few Blue Jays who have done that. Yeah
0: he's one of very few people in the American League that that did that. They were talking they they had a list of like six other people or five other people who played in every game this season.
1: That must be when Blatty comes around third after he hits a home run and he does the little hush sign into the dugout. It's like don't tell anybody. I've played every game this season. <laughs> <laughs> what oh, I wonder what that means like that that the high performance to,
0: like I guess they really believe in in DHing getting him off his feet for that time that is helping him. Because even, even though he played all the games, it didn't feel like he played all the games. And, and it's surprising that they would let him play all of the
1: games. Well, I mean, a, a, a few of those games are just one at-bat. So mm-hmm. it's not like he was in there for seven innings every, every game for 60 games. Oh, of um, course. And when, when Vladdy's not playing... And then you consider the other bats that they have on the bench. He's by far the best option to bring in for a pinch hit situation. So yeah, I don't imagine sure. that the high performance department would have a problem with one at bat in a game.
0: Even still, it yeah. still surprises me that I'm shocked that you said that.
1: I'm shocked to hear that. That just if I could be on like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and that would be the last question. I wouldn't even hesitate. I'd be like, He did not. He did not. yeah
0: yeah same um i was gonna ask you a question here about the last couple of days i know that you haven't seen all of the games or a lot of the play this weekend but i was wondering maybe you can speak to it maybe you can't maybe you don't have an opinion on it because of that but i was wondering if the play of jonathan vr in the past week or so has made you change your mind at all about him there's been a lot of talk of him in the lineup for the playoffs because of his bat. And at this point, I'm starting to feel pretty on board with him platooning with panic at
1: least. Do you have any thoughts on that? I That's funny that you bring that up because I'll make a point after I do the, the game diary, which is interesting that you're asking me this now. But I haven't seen a lot of him this weekend, but what I've seen is what I think that he always is. He's an exciting player that takes a lot of risks, um, he can be a really good defender. That play, I think it was yesterday, where he dove and snagged that ground ball at second base. He almost threw it to second and then kind of pivoted his body yeah. as falling backwards and throws the guy out at first. You see him running the bases with this sort of wild freedom and there's a, there's some upside to that and there's a lot of risk to that. So I think when a guy like Jonathan VR is going good, he can be really exciting. But as, as soon as one of those... Uh, perhaps ill-advised attempts turns bad. It's so easy to switch the way you feel about a guy like that. Yeah. And so if if he's riding the good wave right now, if he's riding the capable bat, the exciting defense, and the ballsy running, and and he can do something in Tampa that helps us win a game or score a run or whatever, amazing. But if he runs into a big out in a playoff game, it's going to be infuriating.
0: Right. Well, I don't know what he's like on a playoff roster or or in a playoff game. If he if he'll have a slightly different mentality, if he'll if something will click in his mind that says just just a little bit safer on this play. But for me, I'm I'm I feel like I'm willing to just take a little bit of that risk defensively, even if he is gonna maybe not be as as sound as as Joe Panic. But with the lefties coming at us. You know, with Blake Snell going out there, I just feel like I I want that right-handed bat in the lineup somehow.
1: That's that's about it, really. I totally agree. I'm not I'm not I'm not against it. I think that um, I think that he was really underachieving when we initially got him. I think that the Jonathan VR that we met, who had what like a three error game and maybe his second game when they were back yeah. in Miami, soured us a little bit around him. And then he made you know a couple other mistakes, and his bat wasn't really producing. But I don't think that's who he was. And so I think we're just starting to get introduced to who he actually is. And we're starting to see the potential that a guy like that has, which he always had that potential. We just hadn't seen it. And a lot of us probably didn't know much about Jonathan VR. So now we're kind of getting to see why the front office will go out and get a guy like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it sort of seemed like, and maybe it's just projection and seeing that one interaction between him and Charlie, but he wasn't getting a lot of playing time. And you sort of get the feeling that, Maybe him and Charlie didn't get off on the best f- foot. You know, maybe VR made a bad impression early, wasn't hustling. Weirdly, hustles like crazy in times where he doesn't need to, and then just getting out of the box, wasn't hustling. But over the past couple of weeks, and even in that game where I talked about they got blown out by the Yankees, and he did that diving slide into first base to try and prevent the final out of the game when they were down like 12 runs. Like, that's that was Johnny Hustle if you ever saw it. So I wonder if he's kind of gotten into the good graces of Charlie on this team because he's been playing a lot lately, and it seems like they've been making sure that
1: he's you know ready to play for the playoffs because he's going to. I think any time that he wasn't playing was sort of deserved based on some of the mistakes that he had made early on, but I can imagine that it's a difficult thing to be a veteran player and come to a team where there's a bunch of young guys and not really be getting any playing time. I would imagine that that's sort of embarrassing. Mm-hmm. and that however you're going to react to that if you try to make it somebody else's fault if you try to create conflict because of that i could i could imagine that that's possible um especially with some of the younger like latin players that i'm sure he knows that maybe he wants them to look up to him and you know it's just embarrassing when you're getting sat for you know like a rookie like maybe espinal or maybe a guy like joe panic um, so i think he's starting to earn his spot now though
0: yeah Okay. Well, I wanted to ask you a question here, and I'm not sure if it overlaps with your game diary. You told me that your game diary was going to be a bit different. I didn't know what that meant. I came up with this uh, opening monologue that I started writing, and I was going to do it after the music. And then I was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of something that we would have done early days before the music. But So I'm going to ask you the question, and if it makes sense for you to answer it without um, doing your game diary, do that. But if you want to go into your game diary instead of answering the question, do that. But I wanted to ask you, what has this season meant to you, David? Amongst this pandemic, doing this podcast every day, you know, like just what's been going on in the world. This is our first time covering the, the Blue Jays every day for a season. Just like wondering if you could if you could talk at all about that
1: I do think that maybe it makes sense to go right into the game diary and then we can chat about it afterwards okay okay great and it is really funny to me how like similar what you wanted to do today (laughs) and what I wanted to do today are they say mediocre minds think alike so here here we go this game diary is brought to you by hope and gratitude and a two-day hangover The Jays lost their last game of the year, 7-5 to the Orioles, making them the eighth seed and headed to Tampa Bay for a three-game series against the Rays, but we ain't talking about that today. Today, I want to honor the moment and give thanks, because we're about to get irrationally emotional over things that won't matter in the long run, and it's amazing that this season even happened and how quickly we forget that. Not many people expected this team to get anywhere near the playoffs, and yet here we are, and yes, it's a short season with extra playoff spots and other teams played remarkably bad, but I don't give damn. This season was different with unique challenges and it's no small feat to persevere. So let's go down the line. Kevin Biggio for being our consistent leadoff man, for jumping all over the field to do what it takes to win, for getting on base and even stealing them flawlessly. Bobichette, our future MVP. You make baseball exciting and you make me forget about the world, even if it's just for the length of an at-bat. To the Prince, Vlady G. G. Jr., every pitch you see, I wonder if you're about to change the course of a game, a season, a career. Even when you're struggling, I can't let it go. Now go be a superstar and win us a series. And to Lordish G. Jr., the unsung hero, maybe the most under the radar 308-882 in the league. Teoscar Hernandez, the current MVP, for showing us that we didn't need to go get a big bopper in the outfield and free agency. You became that. And to Randy Baby Grishik for showing us old dogs can learn new tricks. Hunjin Ryu, thanks for stopping the bleeding, for being so damn consistent, calm, and showing the young pups the way. Taiwan Walker for coming in here late and just giving a damn. Robbie Ray, make this front office look like geniuses. Let's go. The Chosen One, Nate Pearson, thanks for fighting your way back and now show us what you've got. Matt Shoemaker, you too. I believe in you and we need you So let's go to Santiago Espinall and Joe Panic. You had big shoes to fill and you did it. Jonathan Davis for doing more than anyone could have expected of you. And I don't even get depressed when you're at the plate anymore. And I mean that. I actually have hope to Travis Shaw. Okay. Okay. Just. Thanks, OK, for getting better at the right time. Now keep going. Rowdy Telez, I miss you. Thank you for growing, learning, and fucking mashing. I love you, Rowdy. Alejandro Kirk for bringing new energy and life to this team and a sense of joy and a bat that slugs. To the overworked bullpen, thanks for carrying the load, bridging the gap, covering for each other, and filling holes, and trying to get the job done. Rest up. We need you. To Danny Jansen, it's been a tough year, but you're fighting through it, and it ain't over yet, and there's still a chance to be a hero. So So do it. Here's to Charlie Montoyo for keeping positive no matter what, looks like it's paying off in the end. And to Dante Bichette, the hitting whisper, thanks for being everyone's dad for a two-strike approach and letting it travel. And thank you Ross Atkins and Mark Shapiro for building this exciting team that's about to get the taste of the playoffs and maybe the beginning of a dynasty for the quiet moves that matter and the big splash. Thanks to this team for coming together in the face of not having a home and ending up in Buffalo. To all the young single men on this team that didn't go out and break protocol and get COVID at some dive bar and fuck the whole season because you fucked the whole bar. That is no small ask. No known COVID cases all year. That is incredible. We are headed to Tropicana Field as they call it the house of horrors for the Blue Jays because of all the losing we've experienced there. But in the words of one of my favorite childhood movies, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Now let's go let's go and last but not least tenor roark fuck you dude
0: <laughs> oh damn <laughs> just just had to rip up there it wouldn't be it wouldn't be underdogs if we didn't do it it wouldn't be and we're gonna do some more of it we're gonna do some more of it right now i love i love that game darby I love that we had the same <laughs> uh, inclination of what we wanted to say, basically, and to some yeah. to some I was just effect. like
1: Watching this Baltimore series, watching the game yesterday, and I was like, "Man, Baltimore doesn't give a fuck about this game." The Blue Jays are uh, had this incredible week, and this is the last game of the year. And I, frankly, I wanted them to play the Rays. Did I want it like the? the recognition of maybe finishing fifth or whatnot. Sure. But I'm happy to be going into Tampa. I don't give a shit about that game yesterday. I am ready to go.
0: Yeah. I I feel the same, same way about the Rays. The only, the only, I I just wanted to beat the Yankees. I just wanted to finish ahead of the Yankees. I felt like that would have been the most satisfying thing. It almost would have been more satisfying than winning this round of the playoffs. Like (laughs) fuck the Yankees. Fuck, fuck their fans. Fuck their Twitter followers. (laughs) Fuck all of those
1: Yankees. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs>
0: um, okay, well, I want to I want to keep things moving along here because we are going to, you know, like we said, it wouldn't be underdogs if we weren't gonna gush over our favorites and rip into <laughs> the guys that we don't like. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna do it. Um, give some grades. We're gonna we're gonna give some grades to the blue jays roster i'm gonna i'm gonna try and skip some guys that maybe didn't affect things too much or oh yeah just... that's what i wanted to say
1: about my game diary the vr was like the only dude i didn't mention and i thought about that and i was like ah shit so i thought it was really funny that that's why you asked me that right just had to give that context <laughs> Right. That's, that is helpful
0: <laughs> that is helpful um so i'm gonna go through here we're gonna I'm just going to let everyone know. We didn't prepare for this. This is not something that we've gone through. Like It's not going to be your sports net. Like, I've dove into all of the, the numbers and crunched everything. This is going to be gut instinct. We've watched the whole game. We've been doing an episode every weekday this, this season, and we're going to um, just feel what we feel for each player.
1: Are we doing A, B, C, D, E, F? Or are we doing out of 100? What are we doing? What's the, what's the grades? Ooh, I I thought letter grades would be easier. I th- yeah, let's do letter grades.
0: Well, without further ado, let's get into it. I've got the Blue Jays roster here. I'm going off the depth chart because the active roster is mi- missing a couple of key gentlemen who are on the injured list right now. But let's start off with our man here at the top of the rotation Hanjin Ryu. We don't know. I still don't know if it's pronounced Hinjin Ryu, Hinjin Ryu, Hanjin Ryu. There's so many different pronunciations from Sportsnet people. Even in the broadcast, I feel like different people say it differently. Would love some clarification. I don't I could probably figure it out. But David, what, what kind of a grade do you got for
1: Mr. Ryu? to go with gut instinct here because I think that's what the name of the game is. And I'm giving him an A. Um, not an and to be like just to say, like the, the possibility is a plus, a yes. minus A. So I'm giving him an A. Um, to come on to, to like there's a lot of things I'm trying to consider here. He's coming to a new league, he's coming to a new division, a brand new uh team where it's a 60 game season. He's throwing on a triple A ballpark a lot of the time and um, the defense behind him has never has not been incredibly stellar, but yet he's been so consistent. He's been the guy who can stop the bleeding, and he's the guy that you look to to start a winning streak or keep a winning streak going. And uh, I, I got to give him an A.
0: Yep, I got to give him an A as well. I think he's he's pretty close to getting an A plus. Even the first, I remember when I, his first outing of the season. They were saying afterwards that it was not good. I couldn't believe it. I felt like I hadn't seen seen something like that from a Blue Jays pitcher in years. It's, it wasn't the same as Stroman. It wasn't the same as Sanchez, a guy who was throwing the ball wherever he wanted, whenever he wanted. People were whiffing at change-ups. Up. Like, I just felt like I hadn't seen something like it. Um, the first couple of starts weren't amazing, sure. He figured it out. He's in a new league. He's dealing with different... Types of hitters, mashers, smaller ballparks, and he still finished with an amazing ERA. He he led our team to nine victories and only three losses when he was pitching. That's an, that is an ace, no doubt, and he gets the A. Okay, next we got Taiwan Walker.
1: Such a small sample size. So uh, what I'm going to give Taiwan Walker is uh, B minus. I'm going to give Taiwan Walker a B minus. Uh, I love the makeup of Taiwan Walker in the little bit that I've seen him. I love that he hates being taken out, that he's just got a fire that lives in him and he wants to throw the ball. Um, he's had some rough outings. Um, uh, he's also had some really stellar outings and I, I, they haven't really announced it yet unless you know something that I don't, but I mean, he might be getting the start in the first game and, uh, Tropicana field so uh, for a guy that wasn't even on this team you know six weeks ago I'm giving him a B minus
0: yeah that makes a lot of sense to me I was thinking B um but B minus actually makes sense I'll I'll still stick with the B you know he his season probably looks different even (laughs) even if he didn't have that one Derek Fisher game (laughs) um but to just finish the way he did, those those three innings that he had before Nate Pearson came in, he looked electric. He looks like he's ready for the playoffs. He hasn't had a a game where it felt like I was upset that we went out and got this guy. He's been nothing but positives. He cost nothing. Um, just just the just the picture of value. And yeah, it's not ace stuff. Maybe it could be. Maybe it will be. But uh, I'm I'm really happy that we went out and got him and I and I'm I, I don't know yet yeah they they they've been very uh, secretive about who's going to be starting when and I kind of like it I like all of the the kind of smoke and mirrors subterfuge that's going on with you know, this. we should we- talk
1: about it after about the Ryu starting game too and as soon as I heard that it made so much sense to me but let's talk about it after yeah okay. Matt Shoemaker, what 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 letter you got for him? Ah, oh, man, I mean it's hard to like blame a guy for getting injured, but when you know when he's on the field, I'm gonna give him like maybe a B, but because he hasn't been on the field, it clouds a little bit of how I would rank him. I'm getting him a C plus.
0: Yeah, I was, I was just thinking C plus for him <laughs> yeah.
1: shoemaker, you go to C plus. We'll see what you got in the playoffs too. It's two big dogs right there. Yeah, just to say, these grades have room to evolve over this playoff series. This is just where they are at right now. He has a high ceiling C+. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
0: I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Okay, Robbie Ray. What's up with Robbie?
1: Uh, I got to give Robbie a... You know, it's tough because he came in being what he was, and he came in being high ERA, big-time walks, and a strikeout guy, and I would actually say he's improved as a Blue He's been better. He's been better than that. Absolutely, he's been better. And so if he came in as like a high ceiling D, I'm going to give Robbie Ray C plus. Right. I'm going to give him a B minus. Uh,
0: I'm almost leaning towards B, um, but, you know, he he has given up his walks. I just, there's something about him. I don't know what it is. It's it's part of it is the look of him. It's the, it's the grunt of him. It's the stuff of him. I don't none of it makes sense, but he looks like he looks like a badass dude and uh, I like I like his makeup. I like that he's coming from the left and I like you know, it's 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 almost similar to Jonathan VR in some ways. It's like this high risk, high reward kind of guy. But I feel like the, the reward is so much greater with Robbie Ray than someone like someone like
1: vr and uh i mean he i'm just looking at his numbers now so this isn't me just being like i I knew this on the top of my head (laughs) no you can look at numbers we're allowed to look at numbers here yeah so like he's he's a 479 era um oh no sorry that's not with the jays that's just the last no that's with the jays 479 era and he's got 14 walks over 20 innings so for me If you call you're giving that a B, that I know you said B minus, but you said maybe a B. That that's a high grade for something like that. I think it's just that we expected him maybe to be such trash or he had the potential to be trash and now he's not really been trash, so we're giving him more credit. It's almost like the anti-Vladdy. We expect Vladdy to be so good and then when he's like kind of average, we just hammer him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he's also like he's he's in a different situation than he's used to to some extent. He's used to being a starter and he's coming in as as being a, a reliever most of the time here, so yeah, he, he's a B minus. Okay, now we get exciting. Now we got some exciting stuff here, Mister Tanner Roark. What what kind of a grade do you got for him?
1: Man, that's a fucking F. Like that, that's an F. It, 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 it's just been bad. And if he was making less money, I mean, there is an element of me that's putting hammering on him because they gave him twenty four million bucks for two years, but. He's been bad in a couple ways. He's been bad on the mound. He's uh, not been able to uh, last long in innings. And then for him to complain about the amount of time that he gets and the one capable kind of start that he'd had in a while, he just rubs me the wrong way. And uh, that's just the way it is. You have a 680 ERA and you're costing the team 24 million bucks and then you publicly complain about it in the media. That, to me, that's an F.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: is F F plus a thing? <laughs> Can be. Well, he doesn't deserve it. He gets. But an wait, F. is F is F plus like a worse F or a better F?
0: It's a better F. <laughs> oh. I was just saying that if it is a thing, he doesn't deserve it. He's getting an F. Uh, he's failed. So then he's, he could get an F minus. I yeah, I guess so. You could you you might be able to get an F minus. I don't think he's quite been that bad. Um, but you had one job yesterday, dude. <laughs> on our final game of the season, you had one job and you couldn't get it done against a team that had nothing to play for, a team that wasn't going to the playoffs, a team that was missing its best bat. It, come on, man. Took and, you and like 190 pitches to get through four innings.
1: Four there was runs. some misplays by Randall in center field as well. Yeah. And I could just picture, the thing that bothers me though, is I could just picture Tanner Roark blaming that. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like having a beer with somebody after the game, being like blaming Randall Grishick for that. It's like, come on, man. It's the fucking Baltimore Orioles in the last game of the year. You're telling us that you're the Pac-Man of innings. You're a diesel engine. And yet you crapped out a mile down the road again. Yeah. Chase Anderson. Um, Chase Anderson, it bothers me less, but, you know, has also not been productive at all. I mean, ZRA is worse than Tanner Roark's, but there's just something about him where he's had these moments, you know, where he struck out the side or he's had like, you know, like yep. six strikeouts after three innings and he's come out of the bullpen. He looked kind of productive over the weekend coming out of the bullpen. So maybe I'm unfairly grading him above Tanner Roark, but I'm I'm gonna do it because I could see Chase Anderson coming out of the bullpen if I would never see that with Tanner Roark ever in my life. So I'm gonna give uh Chase Anderson a D.
0: Nice. Yeah Chase Anderson's come out and and I feel like had something to say, done some did some proving. The, the past couple of outings he's come out and uh, he's been he's been pretty good, and especially especially that outing against the Yankees, retiring. I don't, I don't know what was it eight straight, and then they got to him. And maybe maybe he's going to end up being a really good reliever. You know, maybe, maybe his starting days are over, and he's going to go out there and be able to to dice through, you know, three batters and or maybe four batters. You know, who, who knows. Because mm-hmm. this is the point in those guys' careers where, you know, maybe they're not good enough to go through a rotation once or even twice. Maybe their stuff doesn't last that long, and he's uh, he's getting to the point where that could be the the case. And I'm gonna give him a I'm gonna give him a C minus, and it's a C if he kept his mustache, <laughs> or maybe even a B. That dude was a B with a mustache.
1: It would have been nice to see how he pitched he with that. Oh
0: my God, what? What was he doing? What was he thinking when he shaved it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Nate Pearson.
1: That's a really tough one. That's a really, really tough one because it's hard to know what level of an injury he was dealing with maybe right from the get-go mm-hmm, and where mm-hmm. he was uh, at. But I'm, I can't. It's hard for me to give him credit for that. And so I'm going to give him, you know, acknowledging that he's 24 years old and his first stint in the big leagues, I'm going to give him a C+. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. I'll give him a regular C. I'll give him a regular C. Um, And to me, it was almost like a C minus until his outing the other night, where he looked, his stuff looked electric the other night. Oh, my God. Came out there 101, (laughs) top of
1: the zone, swinging through. There's nothing he could do. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like that adds into the grade. And also, his major league debut was terrific.
0: Yes. Yeah, it was. It was. It's. It, it doesn't sort of make you think that something was going on with him before that. maybe yeah. it was the arm, maybe it was something mechanically that got messed up and it
1: led to him getting hurt. who knows, but I mean, he just also wasn't used to do to know how to tee off on a hundred yes you know like that's that's an adjustment yep yeah, for sure he his potential coming in we all wanted
0: he you know we wanted to be giving a maze, so it's it's uh It's that potential. It's the same thing with like Vlad, where you're grading him on a different scale. It feels like that's maybe unfair. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, Trent Thornton, did he pitch? Oh, fuck. Fucking Trent Thornton. I haven't thought about him. I like forgot he was a human being alive in the world. The worm. I just said his name. I'm going to give the worm a... Fuck. Jesus Christ. D? C minus. C minus. I'll give the worm a C (laughs) minus.
0: Yeah, okay. I'll give him a D. I don't... Fuck. It's been a long, short season don't remember what happened at the beginning but i think he got hurt early came back and went right back on the il <laughs> uh i loved the worm last season but uh, it's it's tough man that our team's evolved and he feels like maybe he's a part of a, a
1: an a, a, a earlier evolution like it's, it's not you tren it's us like we're just yeah. changing in a direction and we can't stop ourselves and we're just maybe outgrown you a bit
0: yeah i mean we got we got young dudes with big time stuff now dudes are throwing gas and maybe you maybe that's not your thing maybe you maybe you fit in somewhere else i don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> ken giles can we give him a grade
1: Oh, we can't give him a grade. I don't know how to give him a grade. I mean, yeah, I, I, can't,
0: I can't. I can't. I love we'll Ken pass. Giles. We'll pass on Ken Giles. We won't give him a grade. Anthony Bass, the Bass man.
1: Tony um, Bass. You know, for a guy that had a good year last year, was just sort of given up on by the Seattle Mariners, comes into the what Jays he, organization. We'll see a role, no, he was a DFA that we got. What, what, what? he had? A, I think he was DFA'd. Or he, yeah. He, Yeah, it was crazy. And like he'd had a good year. And I remember listening to him on an interview talking about how much that uh, bothered him. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's had flashes of really great stuff. I, I, I think to his, you know, on his side, he's not a closer, I don't think. And he was sort of at times been asked to be a closer and he's been up and down. He's been more down lately. Um, it was hard for me to know exactly what to expect from a guy like that because I wasn't really familiar with him. So to be uh, safe, I'm going to give him a C. Wow,
0: I, I feel like I'm going in a completely different direction here. I'm going in a B plus. B+. B+. And I'm kind of surprised by that. Um, I feel like part of it maybe is that I feel like I had such low expectations for him and knowing that he... He was treated the way he did. No one wanted to pay him. Oh, my God. I just got a news notification. I just got a news notification on my computer. I've never even seen that before. 700 new cases
1: in Ontario today. Yeah, my friend just texted me saying, oh, my God, the numbers, and I've been thinking about what they could possibly be. Oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I think Anthony (laughs) Bass is like like a good pitcher and um um fuck um, <laughs> uh, I am looking at Anthony Bass's numbers now and I do think that you're like the truth is probably somewhere between mine and yours I mean a 351 ERA uh, for some of the like uh, moving around that he's had to do and filling in as a closer and then an 8th inning guy whatever so, yeah. yeah like I'm not changing my grade but I'm just acknowledging the fairness of your grade
0: yeah okay yeah <sighs> Yeah, it was it it was a good season for this guy and unexpected in in my opinion. Um, yeah, he's 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 definitely not a closer.
1: Jordan Romano. When he's on the field. It's an A.
0: Yeah.
1: Who saw that coming? How effective he was, even though you know, like he maybe got touched up a couple of times, but watching him getting ready for potentially coming into the playoffs and just being reminded of his dominance and mm-hmm. how surprising that was for me at the beginning of the season and how he just slotted right into that role was just chucking gas for whatever he did in the off season to add that kind of velocity to his pitches. That's an A.
0: Yep. I agree. I agree. Let's hope that he's let's hope that he can come back. Cause that That changes things a lot. It makes me nervous, all of these guys that we want to come back, I will say, to just come back in the playoffs, not play at all in the regular season. Even Nate Pearson, like, one outing before the playoffs, and now, like, just take a chance on them in the playoffs. But at the same time, we rode these guys all season. And uh, I'd rather die with them than fucking bring in, I don't know, Shunya Maguchi. Speaking of Shun Yamaguchi. <laughs> we a great
1: Wait, before game.
0: we we got, we got Anthony K. This one's a weird one.
1: Anthony K is a weird one because at the beginning of the year, I think we've even said on this show, we were like, we've already gotten everything we needed from the Marcus Stroman trade, regardless of Simeon Woods Richardson. He's yeah. given us everything. You know, he, he yeah. was, he was filling in as like kind of a hybrid starter mid reliever and he was looking really good. And then he, uh, he started to struggle a bit which you know understandably so he was putting in a position that he wasn't familiar with and then they sent him down um, so i'm going to give him a c plus
0: yeah yeah he kind of slid from a b plus down to a d
1: <laughs> yeah
0: really quickly and i don't know where i've been i barely noticed and then all of a sudden i was like oh okay, giving <laughs> up runs that's weird yeah what happened yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden he was gone in the minors yeah Um, C plus, uh, B B plus to D. I'm I'm gonna give him a C minus. Okay. What did you give him?
1: C plus. Okay. Okay. Rafael Dolis. Rafael Dolis. Let's give Rafael Dolis a minus. Whoa! Yeah, I like that.
0: I like that. I was gonna give him B plus. Uh. Sim- similar range here. We're only a couple of points off in the in the 100 scale. Coming I mean, in uh, as a
1: closer now. Just cool as a fucking cucumber. Played yeah. in was it Japan last year that he played?
0: Yep. Closed yeah. for four seasons in Japan, apparently. Yeah,
1: now he's come into the big leagues and just just casually throwing 97. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. He's, it done.
1: 1.5 ERA. 1.50.
0: He's terrifying to watch in some ways. I never trust it. Even when he throws a pitch, just seeing the wind up, how slow it is. It's like, it reminds me again of that. Yeah, we talked about it being like a dad playing catch, but it also reminds me of, is it was it Mortal Kombat or something? There's a there's a character who's like has like a a I think his name's Borach Boracho. He like fights like a drunk. He's got like a drunken fighter thing, like the way he kind of stumbles around. I feel like the way he kind of winds back, it's like he's like almost about to tip over because he's drunk, and then he just comes, and then it just explodes (laughs) like an elastic out of his arm. I get nervous every time he throws it. I think it's just going to get teed up and cannoned out of the park, but he's been very effective, and uh, one of the many dudes who's just stepped up and closed games for us, um what what 1.5 ERA? He's been he's been great. Who do we have next? Mr. We oh, speak of the devil. Mr. Shun Shun, maybe Shun Yamaguchi. I'm
1: gonna give Shun some credit for coming into a whole new league. You know, he says the ball's different. I believe him. That's a massive adjustment to kind of make meeting guys that he's probably never met in his entire life. Um, so I gotta give him some credit, and that's why you're not gonna see an F for me like he's had he had like a I don't know like nine game stretch there where he was kind of yeah. quite effective and yes. so uh, oh man high d high d high d
0: okay I'm um, I I feel similarly I feel bad about the way he was introduced to the major leagues yeah me too um I'm gonna give him a c minus uh he was quite effective for a while I feel like it's Some tough would say a c
1: minus is a high d
0: <laughs> some would. others would say it's a c minus though <laughs> to come in like i don't know what his era ballooned to from those first two uh, times he came in and extra innings blew those games two in a row however many then he had to work his way back into getting any sort of trust and then all of a, and then all of a sudden was coming in and leverage and you were like whoa he's quite good he's quite effective yeah. he's striking dudes out mm-hmm. And then something happened again recently, and he got bad again. Yeah. So you get
1: the worst ERA on the team.
0: Ay 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 ay. Well, okay, the worst ERA on the team. Mm-hmm. I'll give him an F. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Cole, the Croc Father.
1: Man, AJ Cole's. Oh, AA Cole. AJ Cole is such a pleasant surprise for me. I didn't really know anything about him. Um, you know, he's come in and he has, he's had some really big moments like getting out of the bases loaded. I think no outs in the Yankees last week. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's run into some problems as well as, you know, anybody has who pitches as much as these bullpen uh, guys have on the blue Jays. So I'm going to give him a B minus.
0: Okay. I like that. I, uh, I feel similar, I feel similar B minus um he's picked up a save along the way this season um i feel like he's close to having like a a b plus to an a season with, with if you took out a couple of those outings you know I
1: have to remember this bullpen too they got used a lot i know that's what i'm saying that's why like I, i'm trying to take that in consideration but i will say like you know if you take out a couple of outings and we give them an a i mean that's what makes someone have an a yeah that's I why know. a's are tough to come by
0: Of course. Of course.
1: Julian Merriweather, man, he had this like a potential, like when you first, when we first started to see him and then, uh, and I think it's going to be difficult for him the way that he's been used. And the fact he hadn't pitched in the big leagues before and he'd been, you know, managing this injury, had a lot of pressure on him because people wanted to see these results because he's who we got for Josh Donaldson, you know, our big MVP who we just sort of fans felt like we just let him go. Um, so the, I find this to be one of the tougher the tougher grades to yeah, me too to figure out. I'm going to give him a B minus. That might be high. I don't know. I'm going to give him a B minus though. I feel like he deserves it for what he actually accomplished yeah. uh, early on and how um, remarkable that actually was, considering what his uh, you know situation had been for years.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm giving him a a B, a straight B. Who knows? Like, I mean, it's hard. It's it's hard to like give guys passes for some outings. But to know that his velocity was down, maybe he was trying to fight through the injury that he was feeling a little bit. He wanted to keep riding this, riding this high. Give give the team what they needed down the stretch run. And he didn't have it in him. Needed to go on the injured list. Eventually, he did. But those, he was pretty much untouchable before those, those last couple outings. So yeah, he he's basically he slid from a A minus or an A down to a to a regular B for me. Yeah, uh, I'm skipping Waggus back.
1: Um, yeah, let, let's let's start rifling through some of the ones that aren't our dogs. Let's get to that starting lineup.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. I'm s- skipping Stripling then. Give yeah, him a fuck g- that. Quick. Quick C, I guess.
1: Uh, do Ryan you- Bar- Baraki. We got to give Baraki. Yeah, okay. We'll do Baraki. Okay. will we'll do Baraki for sure. Uh. Tough for Barucky too. Um, you know, came up here with all this potential of being a starter, dealt with some injuries, was going up and down, and then he came in. And there was a moment there I think we've even referred to him as like, or maybe I did, referred to him as an Andrew Miller light coming out of the bullpen. You know, doesn't throw as hard, but a nice um lefty arm out of the pen. And so all, all said, I'm giving him a I'm giving I'm gonna give Ryan Barucky a B plus. Whoa,
0: that's what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> B plus, man. Yeah, man, the weed dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan Barucki, I love the guy. Um, again, these guys got used real tough, and things slipped away from them at the end of the season for almost every single one of them. Um, who knows what would have happened in 162 with these guys. But, uh, yeah, it's a B plus. Thomas Hatch, King of the North. Anything for Thomas? Similar situation. You got, he's been touched up lately,
1: too. Yeah, he's been touched up lately, but when you look at where he finished, two seven three ERA, and the fact that for me he came out of nowhere as well. Yep. And and I guess it's like as like the fans' perspective. I'm going with like the way he makes me feel when he's on the mound. He's had some really big moments that he's gotten out of some big jams, and when he's pitching, I feel confident in him. So that comes into my grade. I'm calm. I'm I give, feel calm
0: when I watch him too.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give Thomas Hatch... This might be high. I'm going to give him a B plus.
0: Oh, I was thinking A-, minus. but no, I can't I can't give him an A. He doesn't quite deserve the A. Yeah, it's a B-plus for me too, Mr. Hatch. Love you. Love the look. Love. Love everything about him. Hope that he's got another gear. He's been saving himself for the playoffs. That's why he hasn't been a little bit as effective lately. He's going to come in and shove. Okay, we're through the relievers. We're through the pitching staff. Let's get into... Our guys with bats. We're starting in the catchers here, Danny Jija Jansen. D. A D for Danny.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, look, I mean, his bat's been bad, just been straight up bad, and yeah. I don't know where to give him credit on the defensive side. Like, do I give him credit for Ryu starts, but then do I also shit on him for Roark starts? I don't know where to sit with that. I don't know yeah. where, like, where his. I don't know where I can glean his value from when I watch him. It's possible that there is value to be mined out of what he's done, but I don't see it, D. Yeah.
0: It's uh, neither of us are I feel like experts enough on baseball maybe yet, maybe we never will be to be able to judge catcher defense and catcher like I can't watch a game and like really know what's good when when catchers other than pitcher performance and when they throw guys out. Danny hasn't been able to throw guys out much. He had a game where he just, like, gunned down three in a row or something, which was amazing. Um, he's had two big games with his bat. That, well, that one grand slam he hit uh, against New York, and then the four-hit game with the two home runs recently. But other than that, yeah, it's, it's going to be a, a D-plus for me.
1: D-plus. Mr. Kirk Alejandro. Man, you got to give him an A. Like, I, For for what he did, like coming in from just playing single A and didn't even play in the minor leagues until he got here and to come in, and what does what he finish with? He, is he still batting 400? Uh, <laughs> he's batting 375. Yeah. Uh, he's played nine games, and he's had massive, massive moments. And what he did with this team's energy, man, I'm almost giving him an A+. I really want to, but I'm sticking with the A.
0: Yeah, it's hard not to. He got the he got two more hits. He got to nine hits. He he came close to catching up to Danny who who's got well, Danny Danny came on a bit there at the end. He got up to 22 hits. So he got almost half as many hits in, you know, a third of the amount of games or less, a quarter of the amount of games. Um it's, you know, we shouldn't just compare him to Danny Jansen, but he's going to be a contributor and perhaps um a major contributor. In this playoff roster, and so that deserves an A for me as well. Okay, this here we here we are, man. First base, Vladimir Guerrero Jr.
1: B. Say it again. B. Okay. Giving him a B. I think I think it's really tough to grade Vladdy because we have so much expectation of him. I think when you just look at the numbers and you see a guy who almost had an 800 OPS, 262 average, he's 21 years old, he was put in a new position. You know, he came in overweight. That's on him. I'm not giving him any credit for, like, I'm not going to say, oh, well, if he, wasn't, if he was in better conditioning, he would have been better. Well, that's on him. That's his fault. Uh, and I'm giving him a B.
0: Ooh, it is probably he's he is definitely one of the hardest to rate. He goes from being you know a C minus at the beginning, a replacement level player, yeah, a worse than replacement level player at the beginning of the season, to flashes of brilliance, mm-hmm. to flashes of infuriating mistakes, and now the past I want to say like month, it's gone from either being like just consistently good to consistently great in the past week.
1: He's been an all-star in the, yes. in the last in the last while. And that, that catch he made in first base, the over-the-shoulder foul ball that was mm-hmm. hit to him, that's a really difficult play to do. And he was struggling with that play. So you're seeing him inch towards being a better defender. And so getting a B, man. Yeah, I'm going to give him a B plus. Yeah, that's fair, man. Last 15 games, he's batting 315. Last seven, 444. Yep. And Man, his B to me that I gave him could really turn to a, an easy A and higher if he can uh, win us a game in Tampa.
0: Well, it's not playoff marks. Maybe, maybe we'll maybe we'll do this again for the playoffs. Maybe not. But uh, let's go on, Rowdy Teles.
1: Oh, that's tough, too. Um, he was looking so good before he, he got out, and you have to give him some credit for kind of the inconsistency that he was being played at. There was times he should have been in the lineup where he wasn't oh, in the yeah. lineup. There was times when he was looking like shit at the plate, but then you had to give him the credit because he was lacking the consistency. The fact that he turned his approach around and was laying off those junky-ass uh, back foot curveball sliders that he always loved swinging at. I am giving Rowdy Telez a B. Nice yeah i'm
0: I'm going the same same route same route I feel like he's close to an a minus you know at his at at his peak maybe even just straight a he's he can mash the ball like nobody else it's amazing especially coming from the left side to know that we have him in the future that that we don't have to see Travis Shaw anymore because he can fill that void potentially um it's he I can't wait to see what he does when he's healthy again. Hopefully he is healthy again for the playoffs. Maybe we can get to the next series where he'll be ready. Maybe he'll come in for this series. I don't know. They still haven't told us what's happening. It doesn't look likely. But uh, amazing amazing se- season for, for Rowdy. And who knows what it, where it could have gone. Maybe he would have slumped again like everyone does. But um, really proud of him for what he did. Oh, here's somebody. Here he is. Number
1: six six foot four 230 Travis Shaw um look I mean Travis Shaw had a terrible year last year and it was maybe not fair of us to just expect that he was gonna go back to some earlier version of himself when he was I a didn't poor. I never did I, ex- I I was worried that he would not I'm was... just saying I'm, I'm working through the grade I'm not, I'm not calling you out on that I'm not saying that's what you said but I think if you if you look at his numbers right now and you just say because I know you don't like him and you're like F that's not fair at all Um. I'm going to give Travis Shaw a C. I think that he has had a competent bat for stretches in this season, absolutely. Um, his defense for me is really suspect. The the I, I don't know if Travis Shaw would put himself on the line for a win. That's another thing that is an assumption on my part that I don't know how to know if it's true. It's just the way I feel. I don't know if he has... Uh, that that champion mentality to him. Um, I'm giving him a C. Okay, I'm giving him a D. I, I you
0: know, I'm sure, maybe maybe you guys would be expecting me to give him an F. Look, he's been bad. He's, he's been, been... Good lately. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's he's had he's had some he's had some hits lately. I'll I'll give him that. And and it stretches. He has. He's not been consistent ever mm-hmm. this season. He's not had he had he's had good series he had a good series in boston he's had a good series ish recently um he's his defense is quietly brutal you don't notice it as much but he just doesn't make it to balls he's he's got a he's got a T-Rex arm thrown from third um
1: he's got a 980 ops in the last week
0: all right all right okay i'll give it i'll give him i'll give him this 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 finish because he he had to do something or else he might not even make the playoff roster. <laughs> right? He he got demoted from third base. No one said anything about it. It's like everyone's agreed not to like, I don't know why. No one's said shit about it. And I brought this up before. I don't know why anyone isn't saying, "Hey, remember when Travis Shaw took over third base from Vladimir Guerrero and now it's Cabin Biggio and no one no one mentioned it? And he doesn't even he also isn't playing first base?" Okay. Uh travis he was look he was i don't know why anyone expected him to be good this year he was he was the one that tried to make us think that way he was god awful last year he he was released we took him on he was bad again this year he's not going to be good again he's he's done he's done and hopefully hopefully we've seen the last of him
1: <laughs> okay second base cabin biggio e-plus find him to be really consistent. I find him to have found his slot at the top of the order. He knows how to make a pitcher work. He knows how to get on base even when his bat's not working. Yeah, he had a period there where he was struggling pretty bad at the plate and he was a little bit invisible, but he was still getting on base. The fact that he's played second base, center field, right field, third base, first base uh, is remarkable to me and it's not spoken about enough that he just feels like the leader of this team and I'm giving him a B plus.
0: Nice. I'm giving him an A. I think, I, yeah, the versatility he's played. It feels like every position. I feel like he could. He would go out there and he would put on the catcher's gear if he had to. <laughs> he would go out on the mound if he had to. I, that's not necessarily why you deserve an A. The the on base percentage. It's elite. And we have to remember yeah. that getting on base is. Walks are maybe not as valuable as hits, but a walk is is as valuable as a single with nobody on. you know it's the same thing and he is his eye is elite sometimes it sometimes it brings him down. but this is a guy who there's he's one of the best in the major leagues at, at getting walks and that that to me is amazing. the fact that he on top of that is playing second base he's playing center field he's playing right field now he's playing third base every day he's taken over his everyday position as a position that he hadn't played in the majors before this. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah my, was...
1: my B plus is probably low, but I'm sticking to it, but I just want to acknowledge that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Jonathan VR. Ah, fuck. I don't know. Uh,
1: phew, C. C for me too. Joe Panic. Uh, for me, like th- these are all like on their own individual scales. Like this isn't all the same scale that we're judging these people on. It's you know it's also has to do with their role and where they're they're coming in and what what you would expect of them and what they're giving yep. you. So for me, Joe Panic is a B plus.
0: Nice. I'm giving him a B. B plus is probably fair. Um, slow start, real slow start, and he I feel like kind of sl- slowish lately. But he stepped in for a while there, stepped up with when we had injuries, when we had. You know, the a fact bit of that slumps. they had a winning
1: record with Bo gone, yeah, speaks a lot to the work that Panic and Espinal did. Oh, for sure,
0: for sure. He he hadn't played shortstops in the major league before this season.
1: I will also say, in the last seven games, he's batting 53. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's been he's been bad lately. <laughs> he's been bad lately. That's why VR is up there. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, mm, that's a very high uh, B Plus, I, I apologize for that.
0: Yeah, it's a B from me. Here we are, at shortstop, Shet
1: on the field he is an A on yep. the field he's an A all day long with a potential of being a consistent A plus forever since <laughs> um, he's
0: since he's been back he's been maybe a C plus no he's been he's been a B he's been probably a B or B minus since he's been back he has not maybe lately he's starting to to hit it again
1: yeah, in the last uh in the last week he's batting 300 again. So he's starting to pick it up again, but you know, he had a little rough transition to coming back from that injury, but uh Which makes sense. Yeah. A A A minus for me. Yeah. Okay. To the outfield. In left field, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. Okay. And you got to give him an A. Like yeah. what? Like like you have to. Like he's one of the quietest best bats in the league. And I feel like we don't talk about him enough because we talk so much about Vladdy and Bo and Cavin and he's just like, he finished with 308 and an 882 OPS. Yes, I, I don't think he's an incredible defender by any no. stretch of the imagination. Sometimes he looks awkward as fucking left field. Usually but, he gets it done. Yeah, usually he does get it done. And we're not just grading his defense. This is uh, just the production that he brings to this team and how much he lengthens the lineup and how uh, consistent he's been this year. A. Yep.
0: I'm giving them the same, I think. I think so. It it's weird because it feels like the majority of the season feels like it was a B, but this 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 super finish and just like it's it's like you said, it's so quiet you don't notice it as much as you do the other guys. Um, maybe maybe the dingers and the hits don't come at points that feel like they matter as much as some other guys. Maybe that's what leads to it that that some of the the home runs come at times that don't matter or they're solo shots or i don't know what it is maybe it's because he was batting sixth or seventh for a while and some of the production wasn't going to amazing use but uh he's he's definitely an a minus to a, to an a and i'm giving him the a um
1: in center field randall gritchick and this could have gone so many different ways at some point in this season, but I think all in all, with the complete body of work over 60 games of a season, I'm going to give Randall a B.
0: Yep, same. He had a stretch there where he was probably a B-plus to an A-minus, but... Uh... Oh, he,
1: he had a stretch there, man, where he was an A. Like, yeah. he, he had a stretch where he completely changed the narrative on him. He was even like walking more. He was just getting on base all the time and then he started hitting for power around like yeah. I don't know, moving into kind of the second third of the season and then he just kind of tapered off. Um yes. and so all things considered, B.
0: Yeah. He's he's nothing special in center field. He's he, you know, from time to time he does make catches that I don't quite expect him to make. Comes up with them. Um I don't know what his bat is yet. I don't trust. I never trust it. He gets hot. He gets he gets cold. It, it, that's what he did last season too. Um, this time, when he got cold, it was part of him reinventing himself. Apparently, I don't know what that means for the future. Um, I hope that he's hot now. I think I think he's 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 playing well recently again. Yeah. And uh, he's probably uh,
1: the number one bat on the team in the last week.
0: It's it's a B. It's really solid. Really solid, and for that to be your center field bat is amazing. The
1: outfield, we have an amazing outfield. Who knew? Uh, Just real quick here, Jonathan Davis. Uh, I'm giving Jonathan Davis a B plus, man. Like, for some of the moments he's had, that catch he made yesterday, yesterday. holy shit. Tanner Roark doesn't deserve a catch like that being made with him on the mound. No, he doesn't. Uh, He had the big home run in New York, uh, not in New York, but against New York. It was the only uh, two runs of the game. They won that game 2-1. Played solid defense. Had some clutch hits. Yep. No one's expecting that. Go, Jonathan Davis. Yeah.
0: On his scale, I'm giving them an A too. You know, for what for what we should expect from him, from what we should expect from his bat, what he's given us, the defensive plays that he made, probably. The catch of I don't know I don't watch every other game but definitely the catch of the Blue Jays season that's for it's, sure. It's
1: tough too though with that camera angle and that fucking net in the way you can like barely see how amazing that catch is in yeah. the moment.
0: They had another angle of it though in the replay and it looked incredible. Yeah, the dude's 5'8".
1: Oh fuck, I didn't know he was five eight.
0: <laughs> he's five eight, <laughs> one ninety. Wow. Yeah, he's he's been clutch. He deserves he deserves his own little A. It's not quite like it does. It's not the same as the Lourdes Gurriel Junior A or. Or Bo Bichette, a whatever it was we gave him, but <clears throat> let's 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 talk about another big dog here, Teoscar Hernandez, a a just yeah.
1: like straight A's. Let's let let let's just uh, assume that he's stepped into his own and that he's going to be closer to what we're seeing this year than what we've seen of him in the past. It's a massive step forward. The fact that you could even speak about Te- Teoscar Hernandez getting MVP votes, yep, with with his defense being as suspect as it can be at times is. Fucking incredible. That's an A.
0: He led the Major League in outfield
1: assists this year. Yeah, no, he's got a fucking good arm. He's definitely got a good arm. There's no question about that. He is a little bit like a Jose Bautista. Yeah.
0: Yeah, He, I almost want to give him an A+. If he didn't get injured, and it's hard to to knock him for that, but just like a couple of slow games after getting injured, he hasn't looked quite the same um he's gone from an a plus down to an a minus then i feel like he's found himself rightfully so back at an a last but not least Derek
1: fisher (laughs) 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 what uh hey jacob what does his last name start with what letter does his last name i believe it starts with? with an f Oh, let's go with that then. Let's just make it nice and easy and go with that. I think we've said enough about Derek Fisher on this podcast. And I think a lot of people, like most people, have said enough things about Derek Fisher. I don't think we need to just like kick him while he's already halfway to the morgue, but that's enough.
0: Should we do an off-season special about Derek Fisher? <laughs> just do a whole episode. We'll break down his whole season, every moment. Just Let's not even talk life. about
1: baseball, though. Let's just make vast assumptions about what he's like in his day-to-day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, that's that's the roster I think. I think we've gone through the depth chart there. Maybe we've missed some people. Uh, uh, uh this is the longest
1: episode we've ever done, I think. Well, Reef McGuire is an F, that's an easy F. Yeah. Um
0: um it's okay. It's okay if it's a long episode. There's no we've got you've got no games to watch tonight. So we should
1: we should talk about Ryu being starting game 2 as opposed to what we assumed was game 1. Yeah.
0: Have they announced that specifically? They haven't said it's going to happen for sure, but it looks like it's happening, right? Well, they have
1: have TBD for tomorrow night, and uh, Buck said when he was talking to Dan that Ryu was going to start Game 2. He said it like it was a certainty. but Wow. And that makes so much sense to me, man, because you're either pitching to win the series or pitching to save your life. Game 2 is the most pivotal game in that series.
0: Yeah, I wonder if I wonder if Ryu just kind of gets off on that too a bit, and we don't know that about his personality. But it's like it's a bit different than going in and just like setting the tone. It's like I want this dude to yeah to save our lives if we need it or to win.
1: But then you also have to think that maybe the Blue Jays think that Blake Snell is the Rays' best chance to win, and so if you have Snell as their best chance to win, in a way, you're almost wasting Ryu to go up against him.
0: Right. One might say choosing to lose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. But I, I don't know. You know, re- Snell's great. Yeah, like we said before, still, still not that uh, terrified of him in the same way that I am of some other some other pitchers in the majors right now. How about that matchup of Garrett Cole versus Bieber? Game one oh, man, for the Yankees Cleveland season or yeah, series.
1: That's a, that is. A great matchup i'm so glad that i think there was a version yesterday with the way that things played out where we were gonna face cleveland and i was like fuck no i don't want that
0: but yeah that would be tough
1: that would be very
0: tough <sighs> wow okay so here we go playoffs are tomorrow tuesday 5 p.m start not the not the greatest start time for us but uh time stands still in tropicana field i think so it doesn't matter too much we're not going to have be dealing with crazy shadows um like we might say in, in buffalo at that time it would be real real uncomfortable yeah um so it's tbd we don't what do you think who do you think's going out there you think shu think taiwan you Shoemaker?
1: Oh, Shoemaker. For some reason, I heard shoe is Shun, shun Yamaguchi. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I think Taiwan Walker is what I think, but
0: yeah. Well, it's it's curious that they were talking about Shoemaker perhaps being actually lined up, and it was kind of after we saw the Shoemaker game. I was like, I would rather see Shoemaker. I think we both felt like that over Taiwan Walker at that point. And
1: I'd be have fine either way because you still need people for Game Three. When what I also heard was that they were going to pair Robbie Ray with Shoemaker.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, I like too. that a lot. See, see what shoes got. See how far he can go. If it doesn't, if he's not looking good, you know, a couple. I think it's going
1: to three games. I've, my, I my 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 guess is it's three games, but we will do some playoff predictions tomorrow.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 get everyone set for the playoffs tomorrow. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's you know, uh, you know, forgive us for for making a long episode. We we we've been doing this all season, and uh, we wanted to we wanted to let our feelings out about the season, and uh, also just let our feelings out about the guys and hype the guys that we love the guys who overperformed to underperformed it, it's been an amazing season to watch
1: yeah damn right
0: all right everybody we'll see you tomorrow